It's the Offix Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might become an obsession as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock it iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your Offix, man. On your way in the door, hit you with four grand. Get to buying and gripping. And welcome to the UPX Podcast, folks. This is T Davis today with B Dag. How you doing today, B Dag? I'm doing, I'm doing. How you doing? Hey, man, another episode, uh, another week in Upland. I can't complain. That's right. We had some another cool... day, another epic. Yeah, we had some cool things happen this last week. Uh, happy belated Father's Day, by the way, to you, my friend. Same to you. Uh, what did Upland do for Father's Day? I think they had the Spark Treasure chests go out, right? Yeah, I heard it was pretty cool, too. Yeah, I didn't get the opportunity to participate. I was busy fathering how about yourself yeah same here and i heard from other fathers players who are fathers too they didn't really get a chance to participate so that was cool but uh i did when i got on monday morning i saw it was still rolling so there was a short opportunity to get in till about noon pst i think pst pdt pt yeah i see that here june 21st west coast time yep that's it So, yeah, they had that going on. We had the Chicago and Cleveland train terminals, um, the way they did the new registration and and minting with the the random opportunity to purchase, which I have to admit I'm definitely a fan of. Yeah, right. It doesn't, uh, it's, it's a lot more sane. Is that the way to put it? Maybe. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I really, I, I didn't quite understand how it worked. So I only registered for the Chicago one, but this is my own fault for not fully reading the, the documentation on, on how it was going, but I was under, yeah, the nobody reads the instructions. Right, right, right. And so I only clicked on Chicago, not knowing that I wasn't obligated to actually purchase the Upics until. Oh, okay. I, yeah. So I only selected Chicago, which turned out to be, you know, the smart thing, I guess, to do because I did, in fact, place 10th in that and got the opportunity to mint a train terminal, which I subsequently sold. Shout out to uh, Kevin the Man for the recent purchase, like less than a couple hours ago. He's the Uh, uh, proud new owner of train terminal 610. That was quick. Yeah, I couldn't turn down the offer. He, he he wanted to pay USD, fee it out, and uh, I don't Ooh, know. Yeah, eight X well. on a on a on a purchase in two days. You just you can't you can't beat that. So he's happy. I'm happy. Everything worked out great. Yeah, I mean it's not like you don't own any other uh, transit either, so it's all good. Yeah, right. Right. And uh, we saw Hyperloop actually enter into the game. Did you notice that? That's right. Someone pointed that out to me today. Yeah, they minted the uh, uh, Chicago Union trains, something like that, right? Yeah, Chicago Union Station at 210 South Canal. Yep, yep. They own that one. And I also saw that they have uh, 230 West Huron Road in Cleveland. Okay. 
So that's where we want to go hit up, right? Yeah, that's I guess that's the first minted property, I would I would guess. Um, Will you give that address again? It's 230 West Huron, H-U. 230 West Huron. Yeah, I like the lake, not like the bird. That's a heron. That's funny. I was thinking like the bird, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. yeah. They own those two. Oh, let's see. Am I able to even find this? Yeah, it doesn't show up when you try to search it. It's not for me. Yeah, how odd. Well, well uh, it's there. If you said it's there, I believe you. That it is, in fact, minted. Wait, I found Huron Road. There it is. Got it. Yeah, so when you're when you're looking at Cleveland, there's a downtown neighborhood and there's that square in the middle with a park in it. Right. If you zoom in close to that, it'll start showing up. And if it doesn't, it's just south of there. Yep. We're on second. And that account Hyperloop TT only owns two properties, uh, one being 230 West Huron and the other being the Chicago Union train station. Right, not Hyperloop TD. Nope, double T. Didn't get in on that, huh? All right, yeah, fair enough. So what do we know about Hyperloop? It's a really fast train, right? Yeah, it's like maglev on steroids, right? <laughs> Except it's less, well, no, it's maglev plus vacuum. Is that it? Is it? I, you know what? You're, you're going to be more educated on this than I, I think. I don't know. I saw a video. I saw something on YouTube about it. So I'm a I'm a expert now. Yeah, what's the let's see, what's the rough distance between the two cities? Uh let's see. I'm gonna guess it's a hundred miles. That's really off the cuff, because uh, I don't know anything about three hundred and forty five point six, it looks like really taking I ninety east. Okay, I was way off then. So it looks like it's a five hour, five and a half hour drive by. Yeah, I live on the West Coast where all our states are big. You get into these little states that are like our counties, and I get lost times and distance. Five hour drive. Yeah. Okay. You can fly. It takes an hour, 10 minutes to fly, five hours to drive. I yeah. won't look up how long it takes to walk. But what do you think Hyperloop would take then? Yeah, that's a good Supposed to question. be quicker than the plane, right? Is it? I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah, if it's that's, I, I think the YouTube video said it can go pretty doggone fast. That was the technical term, pretty doggone fast. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's funny. It looks like the train actually takes a, a longer. I'm looking at Chicago to Cleveland train schedules, and Amtrak is showing me that it's going to take forever. It's a six-hour train ride you can so, drive it faster there must be a layover in toledo yeah detours down through what Fort did you Wayne say the flight was an hour the flight's one hour ten yeah that's interesting well i would guess that the hyperloop takes about an hour or less so in uh upland time that's going to be about 12 minutes so 
a quick Google search here. The Cleveland Hyperloop is set to connect the Ohio City with Chicago, allowing passengers to make the 313-mile trip in just under 30 minutes. Wow. Oh, my word. Yeah. That's fast. Yeah, it is. That's like getting close to the speed of sound kind of fast. Yeah, they... This brings up all kinds of interesting questions for me. Like, do you have to be worried if you have any health conditions about traveling that fast? And, um, you know, like when you go to the amusement park, certain roller coasters, you can't go on if you're pregnant or have a heart condition. Well, those do loop-de-loops. Come on. <laughs> I don't think the Hyperloop does a, does a loop-de-loop. Wait, it doesn't do, what's the, what's the loop part for then? I don't know. It loops between the two cities. Yeah. It's a closed loop system. There you go. So, yeah, that's what uh, they had going on in Upland. Uh, Cleveland train terminals, Chicago train terminals. And then we also had some spark rewards with the um, with the dad tier treasure hunts. And they debuted a new status level the chief executive yeah and that nuts you got yeah. a couple of players well on their way which is i believe a hundred million right correct yeah so i'm nowhere close to that i don't know about you i'm about a third of the way there it's going to take probably a very long time for me to I'm a little over halfway to executive, so I got a ways to go. Yeah, I don't anticipate hitting that anytime soon, but I'm glad that they added a higher tier, right, for all right. of our players who have <clears throat> whaled in and bought, you know, huge landmarks for, you know, exorbitant prices. I would That's like, not whaling anymore. That's more like a whole pod right. of whales. <laughs> I would like to see something in between pro and director still. And while I'm on the yeah, subject, cool. I'd like to see more perks for the pro status. And Oh my gosh, what a grind. Yeah, because quit treating it like almost like a punishment because of right. the fact that you're no longer FSA eligible. I, just, I hope that Upland um, takes that feedback and runs with it. And when our block explorer shops and our decor shops or if we're given any kind of leeway to create um you know bonuses or incentives for certain you know statuses of players that will be at, definitely at my forefront making sure that you know the pro status doesn't get doesn't get ignored i would love to do some sort of a discount or or something for for pro status players that'd be cool Right. So what else did we have? We had the 60 minutes interview, 60 minutes plus interview right. that came out. Um, speaking of whales who bought landmarks, um, it featured uh, Venom, uh, the one and only Venom. Yay! Which I was super disappointed to find that his interview was completely omitted. Right. And gone. Yeah, that's that almost made me not 
want to watch it, but I didn't know at the time. Like I saw it, it got tweeted out and then I went and found the video immediately. And so for our listeners, there are, there are a couple versions. The one that you'll find if you just Google it most likely will be the heavily edited version where it's only two minutes in length, two or three minutes in length. Um, there, there's a much larger edit cut of of it online. Um, you have to go to Paramount Plus, I believe, ParamountPlus.com, and I think you can sign up for a free trial. Just don't forget to cancel it, and um, you'll be able to watch the the full twenty minute plus video um, of them interviewing Dirk and talking about Upland and the metaverse and um, all, all in all, I think it was, I mean, it was great to hear Upland in that light, right? Like on a national stage talking about oh, yeah. the game that we've been playing for almost a, a full year at this point. It's Speaking of which, did you hit a, did you hit a year? Not yet. Right. Did we talk oh yeah, about I did. Already? I think we discussed yeah. that previously back in May. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'd yeah. hit my year. I'm creeping up on mine here pretty soon. So yeah, we've been at this for a while now and it's great to finally maybe get that redemption of uh seeing Upland in the uh in the mainstream media. But right, because that interview was completely flawless and totally on point with everything they said, right? Yeah, it wasn't. Players want to flock in now. Yeah, it it wasn't um there were some some parts that I feel like they intentionally edited to portray what was being communicated in a different light because right you know that's what the media does and I think everybody knows that um, and you uh-huh. know, it's almost like you know like we've all learned what clickbait is and that's really what is going on there right manipulating what was said for you know shock value or or whatever and uh they they made this huge left turn towards the end of the interview and they started talking about uh gender in gaming which in my opinion the the interview was going great and it was totally out of left field to even bring it up but i'm i guess in in hindsight, I'm, I'm kind of glad they did because we were able to get an interview with a co-founder, uh, Dirk, the same co-founder that 60 Minutes Plus had interviewed, and uh, he talked with us about that interview. Should we, uh, should we go ahead and cut to that so the listeners can hear it? Yeah, let's go for it, and then we can discuss a little afterwards. Excellent. Let's do that. And welcome, audience. T. Davis here with the UPX Podcast. I have with me today Dirk, the co-founder of Upland. How are you doing today, Dirk? Doing fine. Actually, I say good evening because I'm in Europe right now. Excellent, excellent. Good evening to you. And uh, along with Dirk, I have my co-host, B-Dag, and another special guest, Chica86, my fiance. How are you doing, Chica? I'm doing good, hon. Great. And how about yourself, B-Dag? I'm doing good, but I think you missed it with some applause there for Chica. It's the oh, first you're time right. we've had her on the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, that's uh, right. That's good. So, all right. Well, we had the uh, the sixty minutes, uh, sixty minutes plus interview. For those of you who have seen it, uh, we will add the link into um, the description. So, for those of you who have not seen it, we'll know where to find it. And uh, we just we're gonna have some follow up questions for Dirk. Uh, Chica, do you would you like to lead us off there? Um, yeah, I honestly just wanted to go ahead and, and give the opportunity. I know that there was certainly a little bit of fallout from that interview and I believe in having spoken with you before that things maybe did not shake out the way that you intended for them to. And I wanted to give you the opportunity to kind of explain what actually happened as well as where Upland is headed and what what our plans are going forward. So to start off, what what actually happened with the interview and how was it edited? <laughs> yeah, well, first of all, <clears throat> you know, I mean, so 60 minutes maybe, you know, they, they came to, to our office for a full day. So it was actually quite an exhausting day because we had cameras all around us. And, you know, we talked a lot, right? We, you know, off, off camera, on camera, um, I don't know. I of course didn't count, but I'm sure they took you know many many minutes of um, of hours to uh, to talk to and uh, to to talk to us and uh, not just to me, also to, to our co-founders and they had also interviewed some people on on screen. And it's uh, the way it is normally with um, you know TV shows, right? They have only limited of time. So uh, I believe, you know, and I don't know if everyone has actually seen the full segment because, I, because what is free on the internet is, I don't know what I've seen, might be other clips out there, probably three, four minutes or something, right? And then you have the full the full segment in the 60 minutes. Uh, 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 I mean, the full show there is, I think, about 20 minutes. They have 10 minutes. They have something with Flo, Flo Rider, the, the, the rapper, the song, um, the singer. And um, and then the last ten minutes was all about upland. Yeah. And um, so that was uh, a little bit the the background. Um, so I mean, the thing is, the way they do it is, of course, you know, they always. I mean, it's sixty minutes, right? So they are trying to find things. Everyone trying to you know talk about things, um, which is which is good, right? About topics. And I think, but I mean, for them, uh, you know, Laura Siegel, who interviewed me, for for she she was she was really astonished by everything, you know, what's happening in Upland, you know, when I explained her, well, you know, it's all based on the real world and, uh, you know, what people do in the app, uh, what they purchase there, you know, and you know how how they actually trade, how they engage with other players, you know, I was always praising our community, how positive, you know, in general our community is. And how everything uh, is is really really good, right? So, so towards the end, and you know, I was probably you know, a little tired. And first of all, I think it's just I don't want to you know put too much emphasis on on just the end because in general, you know, was good was good information about Upland, right? And uh, the uh, and the ways it's demonstrated, you know, but what we were able to show, right? With this exciting. You know, a quick auction. You know where where um, you know the the address where the Rockefeller Center is. You know was uh, sold uh, within ten seconds, which was of course amazing. And we got. You know, I was actually really worried that it would not sell. It would take two or three days. Oh, <laughs> that yeah. it really happened in ten seconds. It was it was a <laughs> it was a good effect. It was not. You know, I, I didn't know that. Right. That was really really good. Anyways, so and at the end, you know, towards the end, she asked us. So and so the problem is they didn't 
take took everything what I said actually doing that. And if you look into it, there were also some cuts, you know, while I'm speaking and so on. So first of all, um, I want to clarify one thing is you know, people asking how do we know who are using our platform? So first of all, we don't know who are behind you know, all the blog explorers, right? And, you know, the way also our philosophy is as a, as a blockchain company, we really don't want to know that. We don't want to know, you know, like the social networks, right? What your hobby is, you know, who you talk to and all that stuff, right? So that's not, not our intention. So, you know, whoever is behind it, you know, it's up to, to them to decide. I mean, sometimes, of course, you can see some people, you know, use an avatar, but, you know, like like everywhere in the internet, you know, sometimes it's a, some somebody says he's an old man, on the other hand, maybe it's a young guy, right? <laughs> you never know what, 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 what people do there, right? And so we don't have any influence on that. The only way, and that's actually where she took my thing is, uh, the only way where we actually, we want to know a little bit what's happening, right? And, you know, who's using our platform also, who are we talking to? And we're relying a little bit on third party data you know, which what you're getting as probably well known we do you know we ad, we do advertisement on you know like like uh, Facebook Google and so on and they provide you some data back but I have to clearly say this data is only a good guess because a lot of they don't have the full full insight and we know that also lots of our users are using brave and brave is you know great for privacy and um so and there we actually don't get the data right i think brave doesn't work at all with google analytics yeah so um but she then asked me what you know where, what 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 you have from you know this kind of information i said well right now what it says and i don't know whether that's true or not because you know for the two reasons not accuracy of the data and the second one is uh, that we really don't ask our users who they are um, you know this data has shown that we have a roughly 20 20 ish percent um, women and and then 80 percent men but again i want to emphasize this can be wrong right and we come to that a little bit later right and uh, and then she somehow jumped on it and i don't watch i don't have to i have to watch a video again but she, she asked it and then i said okay if that is the case, right, what can we do, right, to, and we come to the generic problem, I think a little bit later today in the interview, right, but it's, what can we do? And at that moment, I was thinking, <laughs> it's later, hey, Upland is in, first of all, Upland is an open place, right? I want to make that completely clear, right? It's, you know, we are about, all about diversity, inclusiveness, um, you know, we, we, we care about social things, you see in our sustainability efforts, and we supported, you know, the, this um, cancer, um, um donation you know we do we do all that all the time and uh we also think about supporting housing projects so because we believe as a company we should really do that <laughs> that was also why i get a little bit you know a little bit unhappy about it right that somehow we were a little bit pushed into that corner of my you know myself which i'm absolutely not because when she asked me you know I don't know if you guys remember what her question was, but you know what what should we do differently or so, right? And I was thinking at that moment because Upland is also something. It's a very creative place. I mean, that's how we see it, right? We see that people come become creative, yeah. And that's where I said, and I don't care where they're coming from. I was just thinking at that moment because we're gonna introduce, you know, what we have on the roadmap, as you know, those those <clears throat> outside decor shop. Eventually, we're gonna open up garden <laughs> at that moment i just thought hey maybe we can get more people on board right creativity equals and again i don't want to say it's it's anyhow gender specific it was just at that moment it came across completely 
uh, strange, I think. And that's uh, that's what absolutely not my intention. I mean, I can assure you, everyone who knows me knows that I'm actually not at all like that, right? It was just that moment. I think, you know, that's, I think they wanted to put a, make a point there and somehow they took exactly that soundbite and, you know, developed on it. But, but that's, uh, but again, you know, that's, I think our experience is really, you know, we want to go forward and, you know, continue, you know, doing things, you know, where, where we can help, you know, what you have heard so many times, but I really, truly believe we want to help that Upland helps, you know, to make the world a better place. Yeah. Does that make sense? All of that makes perfect sense. I I'll say as, as somebody who watched the interview twice is we've got like my first impression of it was he said what about women in gardens <laughs> and then in watching it again with a little bit more open-mindedness it was pretty clear that it was pieces cut together I mean it was two separate interviews that were cut together side by side and then when you look at at what it was that you were saying it was like almost you were taken to that reaction as at least for me, I can't speak for all women, um, but it was almost like you were taken to that reaction just based off the host reaction to your comment. And I, I don't know what the entirety of that conversation was because that's not what was actually included, but I, I can understand how what makes a TV show is going to be different than necessarily what your opinions or what Upland's opinions are. Um, so I'm, I'm of the mindset that that the only thing you can really do is is move forward from here and i think that that i absolutely appreciate you coming on the show to to share what what the entirety of that was um that said what is upland doing at this point not so much to create diversity in the game because i think that has to happen naturally that can't be something that you force with any one idea it's not like specifically with gender especially you can't just say okay we're going to do this and this is going to bring women to our game like that's not how that works <laughs> but what is it that you guys are doing to create a more diverse workplace so that naturally there will be more women within the game yeah i think that's i think make a perfect point here right so we should not say now we focus you know on this you know demographic or or whatever you know and and, and so on it should be again i'm repeating myself but again you know should be place really for for everyone and we are aiming to really some uh, too much larger conversation we should have here at this point yeah and um what is also always very important you know if, you know i can show you all the old emails you know i was pinging friends you know in terms of you know diversity inclusiveness has many many facets obviously right at the end of the day um but you know in my old emails i was pinging my friends you know who are you know very very active in certain uh, in certain um, places you know can you help me to increase the diversity of our team because you know they were doing some work in there so they they gave me you know addresses you know introduced me to some people and one thing what has happened for instance to give you a concrete example so we have one of our investors um, is uh, from the gain angels and this is um, from uh, you know they have a background of uh, you know very you know very diverse background uh, you can look it up or was it, I think, gainangels.io or so, just one of our investors, where you clearly see, you know, it's behind the LBGD plus uh, movement, right? That, uh, you know, we have, you know, uh, you know, we have also that kind of input in, into the company in terms of on the investor level. And then uh, on the second level is also with, um, 
the uh, with internal within the company, right? We were, you know, we're, when I said, we mentioned to my friend, you know, she has a recruiting, she works with recruiters um, who are also specialized in inclusiveness, right? And so to, to show you some actions, what we've done, I mean, we announced it also last week, you know, we've hired, uh, we've had with Kathy Hackel, right? A futurist, obviously, right? She hopefully, you know, she can, you know, get gets us into new types of thinking. Our, you know, head of operations, you know, she's, um, you know, she's uh, she's a woman, uh, right? So we clearly want to see, okay, Upland as a company itself, right? Should not be, you know, just a one directional shop, right? It should be again, you know, represent, you know, the overall uh, community because I, I believe. Or we as a team believe that because the more diverse we are, the more creative we get, and the more creative we get, the more you know interesting features we can bring into the product, and the more we will be able to attract more people, you know, on a broad spectrum. That makes it's a sense. clear, clear commitment, right? Yeah, and um, and you know, as you know, we also want to think about some some more actions we can take, right? We don't want to stop here, right? And you, you've seen that, right? We started with sustainability things, but we also want to do 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 other things going forward, right? So it's uh, you know, of course, we have always to watch the balance, be operating, and then you know, doing these kind of things. But ideally, we can merge them really in an op optimal way together. <clears throat> Um, something that you had touched on earlier was was talking about um, bringing creative aspects into the game. Um, what other ideas along those lines is it that you're really wanting to start moving upland towards? Um, obviously not specifically just gardens, but that creativity piece on the whole, I know, is is something that I have seen kind of develop over time in upland. Yeah, I mean, the creativity is, uh, first of all, uh, we want to set the infrastructure so creativity can thrive, right? So I, I don't think we can dictate what creativity should really be. But when you think about now, we introduced, you know, like like uh, housing and buildings, right? That, uh, you know, you can you know, develop your properties, right? Ideally, you know, going forward, people can contribute, you know, to design much more, right? And and, and add their creativity in there. We're gonna introduce cars where people can introduce their creativity, right? Outside decor, uh, we are gonna have the NFT uh, galleries where people will be able to import, you know, different artists, right? So then this is also an opportunity so that the community themselves to see, you know, different directions of art, get inspired to do new things and so on. So all we do is basically setting you know the the environment so that people can can become uh, uh, creative right so that's uh, in in terms of in terms of the product right and the way we do it and you know that what i just explained uh, also through, through through the company and also through the uh, community and we encourage everyone right who's interested in you know, helping us we have you know what what uh, um Bidak here are doing and, and and t davis you know about um, you know they're doing the apex podcast right? they're communicating about it they're creative and they're Sense, but we have, you know, we have others like, uh, you know, Josh, the streamer. We have Left House, right? These are super creative people, all of them, and um, and it can go in every direction. But it's very much like in real life. Not everyone's gonna like this creative direction or that creative direction, but that's what it makes it so interesting of being, you know, diverse, right? And but I, what we want to have in an ideal way is really to create this positive environment, right? To be proactive and to, to do these kind of things. Um, 
it also ties into our overall, I mean, the, the overall thinking. And you know, if you think about when you read the news today, right, that uh, lots of people are talking about, you know, that, you know, jobs, you know, are in, in, uh, at risk because, you know, everything's get automated, you have robots and so on, you know, but this is, you know, that's, you know, you know traditional jobs when you read about it, right, that they, you know, then at, at, you know, risk of going away. And so what I believe is what is interesting is that, um, uh, you know, those, you know, there will be a lot of you know, the repetitive tasks which will be replaced in the real life, right? But in the in the virtual life, you know, you have to be creative, and that's where, where humans thrive, and they will thrive for a much much longer time, right? Or hopefully forever, right? Um, and that's actually an upland wants to be part of that, right? So you can be creative in the real life, but now you know we're expanding that to the virtual life or to the metaverse, right? Where people can go in many many different uh, directions, right? And and we see that already. That then what is so interesting is that people are starting to group in new communities to. Together. it's really you know they they you know find their 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 the neighborhoods you know with like-minded people and yeah and then they create things they they like together and I think that's 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 awesome to see. That's very very real world as well. <laughs> um, I do <laughs> I I love the point that you made there that creativity is really the only fight that you have against bots in in any game honestly is the things that you do that are uniquely human are going to be the things that can't be botted. Um, I know that Upland, like many games, has has struggled with bots in the game. Um, I'm sure that this is something that you've touched on many times over, but what is Upland specifically doing to address bots within their game? Yeah, so first of all, the bots I mentioned or robots I mentioned before was a little bit on a different level in real life, right? Let's say when you have a, you know, a truck driver, right? Or, you know, a self-driving truck, right? That's that's what I meant more, right? So, you know, I, you know, that's that's something, you know, some some jobs which which will change, right? So that's 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 a given probably. Yeah, and then people have to see, okay, what else can I do? And that's why I think the virtual world's metaverse is not just upland can hopefully you know contribute to that yeah and um so in in upland i mean we are first of all i mean we like humans that's clear right we like the creativity um that's that's important and um i mean unfortunately it's like like in all games right you, there are always people who are trying to find you know some 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 loopholes and and, and trying then to you know to exploit exploit the game and of course that we are we are against those bots and uh to be honest um I, it's not directly in my areas of task right it's a little bit you know other people are dealing with it but what i can say is that um you know we, we don't want to have bots in there when we find them you know we we fight them for sure right um, and, and sometimes it takes a while because sometimes we have to, sometimes it's not a bot it's a person right it's not always 100 clear that you can say that this was a bot or not right but uh to give you the technical details how people do that probably refer rather to my my colleagues who are, who are dealing with that who are much more in details in those topics understandable um, that's one of the things I actually really love about the Upland community and really my my venturing into NFT space on the whole is is it's a you can just see everybody's minds working together and how you basically end up helping make the games better by us collectively <laughs> finding finding ways through the game and not necessarily 
the the botting exploits that I'm talking about, but just you know specific things that you'll find in game and go, okay, well it looks like every treasure is located in this area. Is there something to that? And then you start diving in, and I mean, I, I that was maybe too specific an example because I feel like even with that, that wasn't any sort of glitch in the game so much as that's where all the properties were located. But I remember back at the beginning <laughs> it being just this, um, oh, okay, well then there must be something wrong with Upland that all of our treasures are located here. And so I, it's, it's interesting to see how the community is helping to kind of shape this game and shape how um, people play it. Um, is there- Absolutely, yeah. I know that there is, a pretty heavy reliance on on Discord with Upland. Um, is there any move to add more social aspects to the in-game experience? And if so, do yeah, that is a timeline for when? Yeah, so I think that's a very good question. Actually, one of my favorite topics because we always said, you know, and I see that in the background from from T, uh, T Davis also we said play, earn, and connect, right? So I think we delivered now on play. Uh, of course, we can do much more on the game, game, game engagement points, right? With the cars coming and so on, and all that. Um, um, the uh, earn is now, you know, now, you know, with, now they, you know, first of all, you can earn apex. Of course, you can sell your properties. In the future, you can sell, you know, all the other NFTs which are going to be in upland. Uh, so we, you know, have met that as well. What we have not yet met is the whole connect, what we call pillar, right? We have three pillars which we have. Um, so and. But here we have to really, really think that carefully through, to be honest, because um, I'm personally not a big fan of, you know, how some, some stuff is happening on, on social media. There's sometimes so much hate and I, I don't understand why people always do that. Um, but anyways, that's, that's, a, that's a fact what we see. And communication itself can have so div different different facets, right? What kind of communication do you want to allow? Do you want to allow this type of broadcasting mode, right? Where, you know, the Twitter type of thing or, or whatever, right? Someone sends something out and then, you know, whole, everyone can read it. But then, you know, when we just do a copy and paste of the existing, you know, of this existing version, right? I see clearly the risk also that, you know, it goes again in a different direction and, and it's not what, what we really want. Um, there's also, you can have the one-to-one -one communication, right? But communication can also be, you know, where when you just discuss something with, you know, with concerning the property, I mean, you, and when you, you know, for instance, when you want to purchase a property from someone, but also already that is the big question, how do you do that, right? So do you do, do you say, hey, let's do, uh, you know, that they can freely chat, you know, like, like, you know, like, like on um, WhatsApp or whatever tool you use, right? Uh, should they do that? Or is the communication, should we maybe, you know, create some structure around the communication, right? Let's say people can only click things, right? Where you say, hey, you want to go pay more? What's the price you pay? But they only click, they don't talk actually, right? It's also, I'm not saying that we're doing it, but it's, that's also a form of communication, right? Where, where you would obviously avoid that you know, people are becoming you know, hateful or whatever they, they do, right? Uh, unfortunately, these kind of things happen, right? So if you ask me and we are still, I mean, we have to still spec that out and so on, but I think it must be something, I see actually two, two, two directions which we have to think. First of all, you know, you should somehow should has to do, should do something with reputation, right? So 
you know, when people actually, you know, like what you do, when you contribute in a positive way, you know, you increase maybe your reputation status or something. I think that's something we, we have probably have to, to, to see. I mean, you could support that also with, with tokens or with coins, right? That's, that's something you could, in theory could do. Um, um, you know, and then people might get badges or whatever, right? So this is, again, I'm not saying that we're doing it. It's just, you know, the direction we're thinking. Um, another, another thing what I'm a big fan of, but maybe it's too, it's also very time consuming, right? But um, when we want to, that people actually can talk about one thing that we try to get some kind of a 360 view on things, that means, uh, you know, you know that that there will be you know when when someone puts a statement out right and then there has to be at least two or three other statements in different directions right uh you know commenting on that and then people actually can you know everyone can read the comments and then can decide for themselves right what they believe is true or not true right but it's uh, all but also that has a plus and minuses right so um so uh so as you can see it's it's, it's not a trivial task and what for sure, ideally we don't do, you know, what's not so optimal in, in, in social media these days. Um, so what, what, because honestly, my opinion is when social media came around, I thought, oh, great tool, right? Now everyone can communicate and, you know, can, you know, can go and, you know, there's no, no, no cost involved really, you know, it's free speech, you know, which is great yeah, and, and so on. But then unfortunately today, I mean, that's me personally, but I'm sure probably you experience the same thing. Sometimes when you read comments, it oh, really. Yeah, so yeah, so it's just it devolved uh, pretty quickly. It's a, it, it didn't yeah, take very there, long. there were people yeah, involved, exactly. and, and some got it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, yeah, that, and that's that's the the old old uh, right the old uh, you know challenge you have right free speech versus you know the extremes how, how how do you find the right middle ground and what what is the middle ground right some people think this is the middle ground other things that is the middle ground All right so that's uh uh but yeah hopefully we can you know you know try out a couple of things and you know as you know we at Apple we always try out things and i wouldn't be also shy even we would earn maybe some kind of a negative feedback then but if you tried out something you see it's not working then maybe change it again and, and try something else out right uh, so but uh back to your question as uh, um so we have not really specked that out yet uh, at the moment uh, what exactly it's going to be but clearly always said we want that people meet in virtual coffee shops you know maybe you know we always dream that there maybe will be virtual concerts in, in 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 upland one day people can meet at the venue you know meet with other like-minded uplanders exchange their nfts or you know other things and, and have a chat room there uh, so that's that's uh, you know all these things uh, you know would love to have uh, but we have to do them right yeah, I think that's a great point about uh, the the direct communication. And, you know, I'm just sitting here thinking about all of the lowball offers I get on my properties. And my, my, my gut reaction is to react negatively to them. And so, I, I'm, I, you know, I guess I'm glad at times that I don't have the opportunity to do that. I don't have the, the forum to make a snide comment about what I think that offer is worth. Um, there is some nonverbal communication that the, uh, that the community has come up with, you know, like if, for example, if you were to get a, uh, a low ball offer, it's not unheard of to, you know, go back through that 
particular player's inventory and place, you know, similarly lowballed offers back on their properties as just, you know, a nonverbal communication to, to them that, you know, stop offering on this, you know, and then you also have the ability to set like a really high price point so that offers can't be made on that. Um, I think that the Upland community would love a counter offer option where, like you were saying, you don't necessarily get the opportunity to communicate a, a full sentence or, 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 or words, but you would be able to send back a, an amount in a counter offer, if that makes sense. Yeah, I love the the non nonverbal communication that's happening in the game before we're, there's even been a, a true social element introduced. There, are, it sounds like um, creative ways that people have found to to troll each other with putting lowball offers on one another's properties. Um, but that said, I having listened to your ideas about about the social aspect, one of the things that really stood out was that. Um, the reputation idea that actually sounds sounds pretty ingenious um i think that could sure could yeah. definitely uh gain some traction yeah. there yeah yeah i mean don't we don't have to reinvent the wheel there's a couple of platforms out there right who are using these kind of mechanisms and you know to also study them and research a little bit further what what works and what doesn't work yeah so yeah but Putting reputation rewards, uh, connection with rewards to it, I think that could be could be a way forward. Yeah. Excellent, excellent. B Dag, do you have anything for Dirk before we let him go? I don't. I've been sitting here listening. Uh, yeah, I know. Come up with something, and She's then Robin. The most quiet I've ever seen you. Yeah. Robin just takes it and runs with it. Yeah, I, I, gonna, appreciate her I input hope on too this. stupid doesn't hear this, man. He's gonna. I'm gonna be out of a job here. <laughs> <laughs> no, you'll be fine. But I, it's, it's a great opportunity to get a couple other guests on the show occasionally. We've had uh, Sanyika and and one or two others, but uh, no, I do I do appreciate getting giving other players the opportunity to be on here and ask their questions, give their input as well. Uh, so thanks Robin for being a part of the show today. You got it. Definitely appreciate the opportunity. And um, although there's only the group of us in the room, this is proof that T Davis and Cheek 86 are not the exact same person. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chica, anything no, for, yeah, anything for Dirk before we let him go? No, I really appreciate your time yes, today, Dirk. Absolutely. Yeah, thanks, Dirk. Good, good answers. I appreciate. Yeah, it. no. Yeah, thank you very much. No, and, and again, I can always, you know, you know, again, you know, emphasis that we are we're really all about an open platform here, and hopefully, because I just looked it up, right? I saw also a stat, right, where it says forty-one percent of all gamers are, are women, right, in the U.S. So you can search it on, you know, Forbes. There was an article on Statista. Right. And um, I mean, that's a hopeful, right? So that, that's that's a good good direction, right? When, you know, that hopefully uh, Upland will be actually exactly how the world will look like. So that's 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 what we're aiming for. Absolutely. Yeah. And with everything they want to do, right? Not just one particular thing, right? So, you know, ever, however they want to be, however anyone wants to be creative, they should be just the way that what, what they want to do. Yeah. <clears throat> 
Excellent. All right. Well, Dirk, well, thank you so much. Thank you for joining us. And we're going to send it back. And we're back. So what did you think of that, B-Dag? Uh, it was good. I, <clears throat> I I appreciate that we gave Dirk the opportunity to elaborate a little more on what they cut out. And it was good to uh, hear Chica in there, too. Yeah, yeah. I did a, a poor job of prepping you guys before we, we cut to the interview to let you know that, yeah, Chica86 made her UPX podcast debut. Woohoo! <laughs> yeah, there you go. Applause. Uh, no, I, I I think it's cool that you didn't prep our listeners. It was a nice little surprise to hear a voice in there. And interesting that you bring a female in to talk to Dirk about what happened in the interview. Was that by design? You know, it, well, so they had all, they had each watched it. I, I had watched it. Chica had watched it. And a few other female community members watched mm -hmm. it. And then um, they provided some pretty harsh feedback in the Upland Maine discord. Saw some of that. Yeah. And which that just kind of blossomed into, well, let's get Dirk on the podcast to talk about it. And, uh, you know, I thought it would be a great idea to bring Chica along. Yeah. Very cool. Um, because that's something that we have honestly, you know, you talk about diversity in the workplace, like they were talking about and, um, mm -hmm. I feel like we all can do a better job of that. Um, I know that just bringing a female perspective to the game in general on a week to week basis when we're doing this podcast would uh, probably do wonders for um, our listeners. Yeah. You're going to convince Chica to be a little more regular guest. Yeah, I think so. I don't see why not cool. the, uh, the time that this is recorded. Uh, yeah. I think we could, we could probably coordinate that. Otherwise, it's two uh, middle-aged white dudes <laughs> talking about the game. Yeah, yeah. So let's see. What else do we have going on? We have Cleveland about to open. What can you tell our listeners about Cleveland being the guru of land grid that you are? Uh, yeah, Cleveland. Uh, there's lots of jokes going around in the Discord about Cleveland. Okay, Cleveland. There's nothing in Cleveland. There's a couple things going for Cleveland, but there's really, it certainly doesn't have the draw of Chicago or New York. Uh, however, <clears throat> quick glance on land grid shows that it is 82 square miles. That's in comparison to San Francisco's 49. And uh, we're getting enough cities I can't keep track anymore. Chicago's got, what, over 100? Some square miles, I think, well over 100. Uh, but uh, the, the data point that a lot of people are probably going to be interested in, there are 170,852 properties in Cleveland. So uh, at most, we'll probably get about 80% of those. Right. So we're looking at 136,000. Worst case, we'll get maybe 60, but if we go to half, uh, there's only going to be 85,000. So somewhere between 85 and 130,000 properties are going to make it in game. Here is what I do know that confused me when I tried to hash it out. Uh, and I, I DM'd 
Dirk, I think, uh, to get a little more detail on this. So we were told that both Chicago and Cleveland are going to be hub cities, correct? Does that sound right? Yep. And then I heard something about Cleveland being a tier two city. That is also correct. And so I said, wait a minute. You're telling me Cleveland is a hub city and it's a tier two city. And he says, yes, that's correct. So I let this roll around in my head for a little while. And this is going to be a new kind of, uh, uh, what, new kind of status, I guess. Right, yeah. So that means that Cleveland should have prices on par with what? Staten Island, Bakersfield? Uh, well, Staten is maybe more than three. Oh, that's right, Brooklyn. Two. And Brooklyn and Oakland. Oakland. Yeah, yeah. Right. So prices should be on tier with those. And we're looking at what, maybe 40 to a couple of hundred would be a broader range of prices right. that Cleveland could potentially have. But it's a tier two city. So what? who's the tier one for that hub then? Well, that's what I've been trying to figure out. That's all I can see. And why Detroit would not be a hub, I'm not sure, except that there's really not much more outside of Detroit. I think more than anything, it's just that the Hyperloop runs from Chicago to Cleveland, and they have right, an opportunity right. to bring that in game. So Cleveland becomes your hub city. So do they go, or do they go Pittsburgh? I don't know. Pittsburgh's a bit further, but you bring up a good point because... Pittsburgh will, uh, what did I see? The line is going to continue running. The Hyperloop line would continue running to Pittsburgh, I believe. Right. Pittsburgh or Philadelphia. I always confuse those two. Well, anyway. Uh, yeah, they're on a complete opposite ends of the state of Pennsylvania. Uh, yeah. And Understood, but they both start with P. Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and that's as far as I ever get to remembering which... Uh, when it is so yeah it could be either detroit or pittsburgh i guess they're both about equidistant from cleveland right and then what do they what do they do toledo as the tier one i don't know you mean the tier three? Oh, three. yeah yeah three sorry toledo youngstown isn't that uh some yeah that's right on the border I museum there uh i've been to youngstown i thought there was some baseball thing in youngstown yeah i think you're right maybe maybe not but that's the sports ball thing that I don't know any about. Yeah, tier three, I, they could go anywhere from that, I guess. They could go Akron. They could go, uh, they could continue to Pittsburgh, maybe Toledo. I don't know if Toledo is small enough, but, uh, or, you know, low cost enough. Who knows? That's to, at this point, total speculation. Yeah, I'm going to get, I'm going to put my money on Detroit as the, um tier one for that for that hub and then maybe milwaukee as the tier two for the chicago hub i think so yeah there you've got a lot of options on on both i know that's the thing like you could choose quite a few new hubs and again, that's the big difference of uh, of East Coast uh, compared to my West Coast experience. Is that in the West Coast, we have these big cities that are pretty well spread out. In the East Coast and in the Midwest, you have 
maybe a little smaller cities, but they're much more regular. So as far as I'm concerned, yeah, Detroit could be its own hub. Pittsburgh could be its own hub. Columbus, Ohio could be its own hub if somebody wanted to sponsor that. Uh, right, all these yeah. towns that could be their own hub. And what do you choose? Who knows? Well, you know, looking at the Chicago numbers, it's approximately 30% minted at this point, which is kind of crazy. It seemed like oh, wow. it just opened, right? Um, so many more players in the game now. Yeah, there is um, 30%. I'm just glad it's held us for longer than a couple of weeks. Right. And uh, Cleveland, you said in comparison to Chicago, is smaller, correct? That's correct. Quite a bit smaller. Uh, as far as parcels go, yeah, we had like 500,000 parcels. Too many web pages to bring up here. Something like 500,000 right. in Chicago. So my question and is... Do you think Upland will be able to lift the FSA restrictions after the opening of Cleveland? Or, or maybe not lift them, loosen them a bit, because the two per week is pretty restrictive, you know, definitely compared to what it used to be, which was there was no restrictions. Right. I know that they did say they would revisit it and then that was just never an option because they couldn't keep you know properties unminted for longer than a few days but now that we're at a point where we have both fsa and non-fsa unminted properties at very reasonable costs like the floor of chicago um, it did finally break over the 3k uh, mark but it's right there teetering on yeah. you know three thousand yep. and change three bucks three bucks three bucks three bucks yeah and we uh, will see cleveland likely be under under two for a little bit you know right and so i guess that's my question what what do you think do you think it could possibly be time to maybe extend that to to more than two or possibly give a a pro perk you know upgrade to pro and, and then be able to do five instead of two per week yeah that that actually i really like that idea once you've gone pro be able to sell more i feel like part of the reason for bringing up the fsa restriction the way it is right now was to squash some of the multi-accounting that was going on right and the behind the scenes stuff that that was getting sneaky uh however it does hurt the little players so i think now that there is a ton of this supply it might be a good thing to relax because there's less incentive to multi-account except on a couple of the collections and those usually get eaten up pretty quickly right right maybe i will put yeah i like the idea yeah less uh less restriction but not a complete removal of you know one a day or five a week that would be pretty good it, most collections have three to five properties and if, if you as an fsa player pick that up oh, you know what i we feel didn't... like you'd want to be able to move a collection a week i don't know that just seems like a like a rough metric you know what we didn't talk about man what's that well the, the one year anniversary of 
the UPX podcast. I know that Too Stupid to Win and Thank Me Later did, did that episode um, on the 18th, so five days ago. But then what about these cool uh, block explorers that we've got floating around? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. I can't yeah, even nice. see I can't even see the uh the teabag explorer. So there was the the turtle, which was a combination of too stupid and thank me later's block explorer was a yeah. vomiting poo turtle. And, and then, it's not a turtle anymore. It's a turtle, turtle <laughs> with a shell, shell yeah. of a poo. And then you had the tea bag, which was a combination of TD and BDAG. And in case you guys are wondering, uh, because I was, I was uh, requested what I wanted my future block explorer to look like, or if I just wanted to use the hermit crab, I said, no, nah, I don't use the hermit crab. This is what I would like to do for my block explorer. To me, it looks like it's just more of a glorification of the TD uh, block explorer because now it's on an Italian colored flag, uh, Italian flag colored building. And I'm looking at it and I'm going, well, that's cool. But without the context of my custom block explorer, it just looks like, you know, more of a more of elevating Mr. TD. So in retrospect, I wish I could have put my initials BD on it as well. I think that would have been really nice. Right. I agreed. Um, I, I definitely but, agree there. <laughs> but the the block explorer combo uh, that hopefully my prequel comes out soon, I should request it, is based on buildings that I own, buildings that I own. It's based on little blue squares that I own in <laughs> Little Italy. Manhattan at 185 and 187 Hester Street. Yes. And these are two properties that when the rest of Little Italy was finally released, when Manhattan was completely opened up, I got in and grabbed what I could with a couple of FSA players help. And these were some of the last ones that were still there. Well, after yep. all the dust settled, I went and took a look around at street views and stuff. And oh my gosh, I bought two buildings that are painted like the Italian flag and I was in yeah. heaven. Yeah, they're super and cool. So I still, I, I've been waffling over what I want for my custom BE for a long time. I got a few different ideas that have rolled through my head, but I think I sort of settled on this and it kind of has to be this now. So that at least I can claim some of the glory out of that combined block explorer. Yeah, man. All right. Well, that is our episode for the for the week uh do you have anything for our listeners before we let them go nah keep your eyes on cleveland who knows when it's going to pop yeah it should be soon i would imagine within by the time we do the next episode we'll be talking about cleveland releasing cool and uh all right well uh thank you very much for listening and we'll talk to you guys soon adios It's the Opix Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might become an obsession as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock in iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your Opix, man. On your way in the door, hit you with four grand. Get to buying and gripping, then to selling and flipping. Over to moving and shocking, I'm Scrooge McDuckin' in Opix.